Welcome to the State of Men. I'm Aiden Dowling. And I am Mike Watts. In today's episode, we want to talk about those awkward moments you have during the holiday season or birthdays where the whole family gathers together and you have to battle within yourself if you should say something or bite your tongue. This is a very common thing that I think a lot of people experience, especially around this time. It's the gathering of generations, different minds, people that are your family, and you're supposed to respect them. It's kind of hard, kind of hard to do sometimes. That's what they say. That's what they say. Respect. That's what they say. That's what you're supposed to do. But uh... yeah. <laughs> uh, before we jump in, Mike, I watched Jason Wilson. He has that he's what's the book you're reading or you read or that he just came out from him? Uh, Cry Like a Man, he wrote, and then The Battle Within or something. Yeah, I haven't read the new one yet. Cry he Like a his, Man uh, is the new one, right? The Cry Like a Man is this first one. Oh, okay. And then he came out with another one um, called The Battle Within. I'll look let's, it up. Let's XR Research about. Team. Yeah, one second. Google is our... <laughs> it's like what Joe Rogan does. Can you fact check that for me, Jamie? And it's like, okay. Well, in this case, hey, Mike, would you mind fact checking that for me? Let's, sure. let's just no call... problem, Aiden. Let's call Google GG. Hey, GG, can you fact check that? GG? GG? GG, our fact checker. Or we could be like... Or Googs. Our... Yeah, or the Googs. <laughs> hey, Googs. Do a fact I wanted check? to go more dark though, like with the because they're always they already know what we want to ask before we ask it because we're talking about it. We oh, said their true. name and now they're like, right? So it's just like so you're already listening to me about something. It's called true. Battle Cry. Waging Battle the, Cry. Waging and winning the war within is his cool. Name. Cool. So for y'all who may not know who Jason Wilson is, um I think it's at Mr. Jason O. Wilson on Instagram, but he has a viral video that went around, I don't know, in the last few years, and he's teaching karate, I believe. I'm not informed enough. Okay, great. Jiu-Jitsu. And uh, his son is there trying to, like, break a piece of wood with his fist, and his son starts crying, and it's, like, this really beautiful moment um, that... It's just a beautiful moment that he has with his son in a recognition of his role in what his son is going through and also trying to hold space for his son and also like create uh, strength within his son, but doing it in a balanced way where it's not just like, like, don't cry, get over it type of thing. He kind of, he balances really nicely in this video, how to hold space for the emotion his son is going through and how to empower his son to get through the emotion. And I've mm. seen this video before. I've seen this video multiple times. As I said, it had gone viral a couple of years ago or so. And I watched it today and I just like got all welled up in my eyes. Like didn't necessarily cry, but just had all of those emotions that kind of go from your toes into your face. And, um, and I had heard a new line in there that really touched me and I related to so much because he says in there, um, he's like, his son is crying and he's hugging his son and he's like, um, I'm sorry. Um, and that, you know, uh, I'm sorry. I made you feel pressure. You were an answer to my prayers was one of the lines mm. that just like got me. So just like, I just related to that so much with my son antler. Cause it was like, you know, having him 
felt like an answer to my prayers of wanting to have a family. And I didn't know as a transgender man, I didn't know how hard that was going to be. I didn't know how easy that was going to be. I didn't know. I just knew that I always wanted a family. That was something I always wanted. Even when I was younger, I knew I was would want to have a family and kids. Now I realize that I just want a kid. No, no kids. <laughs> That's been something I've learned. Um, but just it just, you know, that that moment where Mike and I try to get real, real as much as we can about how hard it is to have kids. And also just like holding this space that like, and it's also really beautiful. And there's these moments that just overwhelm you with like joy. And you feel so alive. And yeah, when I heard him say that I hadn't really heard him. Well, clearly, I had heard him say it before, but it really touched me in a different way. I helped Antler get ready for school today and sent him on his little way and he had his little fire truck with him. And it was just like a cute morning. And yeah, I just realized like, yeah, I feel like he he really was like an answer to my prayer. And it just kind of hit me in this soft spot inside. And so I was like, it's cool how you can watch a video or watch a movie or reread a book. And because of a different point of your life that you're in, it just fucking comes at you and it totally like i was not planning on having some tears and like feeling emotional this morning and i was like whoa okay that happened like uh so yeah i feel like it set it made me have a good mood too i was kind of in a good mood already and it kind of like brought up this even better like yeah like you know sometimes life is really rough and sometimes you're just like what what am i doing here what what was this right. about um, and then you remember like, yeah, you know, um, this was one of the goals. And so I, I wanted to share that cause I know we're both kind of, you're, I'm, I'm becoming more of a fanboy of Jason Wilson. And I know you really like his stuff too. You like showed me him, so to speak. Um, so yeah, thought that was something to cool. share That's for awesome. this morning. Yeah. I know Kate left today. She left this morning with Penelope to go to Maine. And this is the first time she's done like a daughter- I mean, Penelope's six, so this is the first time she's really done a trip with her, just the two of them. And Ruby and I were hanging out this morning after she woke up, and we're just, like, laying on the couch, and she's just, like, laying, you know, on me. And I'm like, this is so freaking, this is nice. Mm. You know, it's, like, <laughs> really great to just have some peace, you know? It's like some, there was just, a, it, you know, Ruby is so different than Penelope. Just the mellowness, the chill aspect. Like, we're going to be here this weekend, and it's just, like, it's just, we're going to, chill out and hang around and mm -hmm. i was loading up the car she's just sitting in the front seat playing with coins you know and she'll just stay there penelope will count them out ask me a million questions about them be want to do all the research right <laughs> but yeah it's cool to have those moments because it is freaking hard to have kids yeah it's yeah that's a big big one i feel like ruby is funny like i get the vibe that she's like funny and quirky yeah She's funny. She gets, she has comedic timing, like pretty spot on <laughs> comedic timing. So we'll see where this develops in the future, where it goes. But she has a insane amount. Her sense of humor is through the roof. So it'll be. Um, I love it. I who love knows where it's gonna. You know, like the best. Who knows? You know. We don't know. Antler seems like he's funny. Like he he like tries to trick you. He'll like have something in yeah. his hand. He'll put it in his pocket and be like, where'd it go? Is it under here? And he lifts up his shirt. Is it under here? And I'm like, I don't know. And then, uh, and then he's like, it's right here. 
Yeah, exactly. It's in my pocket. Oh, I tricked you. You know, there was actually... I So Kate turned me on to this parenting coach that's on Instagram. Uh, I should actually find her name because there's probably a lot of people who would need a good parenting coach to think about. And she was sharing the other day about... Oh, um, I love this. How to talk to your all kids I ever when they come ask is, school. how was school? <laughs> and so... Right. They don't. Right. He says, and what'd you do today? And then she's like, your says. kids don't care. They don't, they're not going to answer that question. So, yeah, because she said it's an open-ended question. Her name is Dr. Dr. Becky Kennedy. It's Dr. Mm-hmm. Becky at Good Inside on Instagram. So we can link this up in the show notes. But it's Dr. Becky Kennedy, and it's on parenting. And she said, instead of asking your child what they did, because mm-hmm. kids like don't really know how to answer open-ended questions right now, right? They think in play and games is how they think about. And the way parenting experts talk to me, I was like, you know, every time they explain something to me, I'm like, shut up. It's not like you sound like a child talking to me, right? That's what goes in my head. It's like, I don't want to be that simple or something. You know, it's like all this, it's ridiculousness. You know, it's when I go into places and you know how they turn themselves into a child? Hello, how are you today, little kid? You know, and it's it drives me insane. Uh, you know, she doesn't do that. But basically, what she said is you want to create a story around it. So it's like, I heard you had lasagna mm. for lunch. No, dad, I didn't have lasagna. I had spaghetti for lunch, you know, or whatever your idea. You just make up a, you just make stories up. And they love to correct their parents. So she was explaining how to go about you make the story up. They come home from school. I heard you went outside and ran around the block. I'm like, no, I didn't go outside. I went on the roof and I did at Penelope School. They they have a roof that they go on to. But it's like, no, I went on the roof and I did this. Mm. I was like, oh, you, I heard you rode a bike up there. No, I, we didn't ride a bike. We jumped around, right? And so you're having this this kind of dialogue where you're engaged and they you, you think about mm. the games. And I was thinking about myself as when I lost that in me. You know, it's like, when did I lose myself? Yes, yeah, that's what we're talking about person. today, but that's okay. So, I love that though, because yeah. anyway, Antler thinks it's funny when I say just things like, like thoughts today. He'll, I'll no. be putting his pants on, and I'll be like, "Oh, I'm gonna wear these pants," and he'll look at me kind of weird, and then I'll, I'll start putting them on my foot. I mean, they barely get over my foot, but and he's like, "No," and he starts pulling them off, laughing. So, uh, so that makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm right. gonna use that today. I'm gonna use that today. It's stuff like have that. A big that's what, day, that's so, what he's talking. That's um, what she was I'm talking about. I'm gonna just like you know, just gonna yeah. I'm gonna make something up. I'm gonna make something up. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's like, they, they, they're pulling it out at the end. School? Like they're like they're as? getting dressed. They had to bring it with them, and then they'll get dressed at the end of the day. A firefighter. Firefighter. He loves fire what is trucks. It? Right, exactly, exactly. So you could be like, I heard you dressed up as a policeman today. But I can, I mean, that's good. I like that. I'm going to keep that one in my back pocket anytime I need it. Because literally every time, like, I try to to say, like, what did Teacher Frankie tell you today at school? Or, um, you know, but that's a good one. So today we are talking, I I was thinking about a topic for today because we're in this season of seeing your family that maybe you don't see all the time, 
but you're start you're going to see them a lot right now, right? There's these two months of this November, December, beginning of January, where all of a sudden you kind of go from not really seeing your family all that often in big groups, at least, to I'm seeing you every like two and a half weeks for like six weeks straight, and and so I was thinking about how. Mm-hmm. Every time in the last few years that I go see my family, sometimes, I mean, pretty much every time there's something said that I have a very different feeling about, whether it's an actual statement or something political or a joke that's made, and I want to have a conversation around it, but it can be hard because they're like my parents or my uncle or someone that we were mentioning earlier, like you're supposed to hold respect for and you you don't want to be confrontational with them, but you also want to be like, that joke's not funny because it's really racist or it's really homophobic or whatever it is, sexist, like, and, but, and then you also don't want to be like the Debbie Downer because then everyone's like, oh, like in my family, I, I do feel like I am that. I'm like the Debbie Downer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Aiden's coming to right. Christmas. Like, look out, people. Be yep. on your best behavior. Yep. One time on my He's birthday, my mom came say. to my birthday and we were playing. Yep. Yep. Uh, what's that game? That's a very classic card game. Cards Against Humanity. And there's some fucked up shit in there. And so, so we oh, yeah. all were in a circle. And like, you know. I pretty much Mm -hmm. just said, hey, some of these cards like might be offensive to someone or might trigger. So if you have a card that's triggering that or you think that could be highly triggering, just take it out and pick a new card because we can still have fun and we can still play the game. But some of them are, you know, they talk about like things that just are not okay, Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Pretty much. Um no, I mean, there's there's really, so like, a lot of them are funny, cards. but there are some that are, are just too much. It's just like, hey, like, this is not cool to joke about this. And yeah. so everyone's like, you know, all of my friends are like, yeah, no, totally, we'll do that. And my mom is kind of sitting there like, I could see her mind like, what is he talking about? And so then she just said, she's like, I'm just going to say it. I know everyone's thinking it. And I'm like, no, not everyone's thinking it, but okay, go ahead. And she's like, what cards? Da, da, da. How could, you know, it's a game. It's supposed to be funny. Da, da. And I was just, I had, so I had to sit there for like three or four minutes, fairly, fairly embarrassed because my friends, you know, you want your mom to be cool and with it. And my friends are like, why is she questioning this? Like, why, you know? And I had to kind of say like, mom, like this is, there's jokes in there about rape and there's jokes about this and about homophobia and that might be triggering. And so it's a little hard to you know, have that conversation. And I don't even know if she really got it. Um, same thing like with Thanksgiving, like Jaylee and I are always like looking up like whose house are we going to? What's the what's the land? Like what's the indigenous land we're on? Let's make sure we thank them. Let's like donate to indigenous causes on this day. And, you know, I always feel like every time we stand up and say, you know, this is the land of, like I could just see the eyes rolling into the back of my family's heads like okay all right Aiden go ahead Mm mm-hmm yep Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm okay great right 
right right so uh Let's get it over with so yeah Do your I just, wokeness aid in i want to i want those yeah. conversations to be easier i want i don't want i don't i want to be heard and right. not feel like i'm just too sensitive which is definitely something that i think my family always has felt was like oh aiden's too emotional and sensitive so i don't know do you have any things like this happen within your family like maybe a joke is made or something where you're just like fuck like i'm, I'm so happy this is not public well not tips but do you have any experiences because i don't have no, i mean I, I could share some things but uh <laughs> yeah so i remember i had to be in high school or something Ugh. and i was we were at Ugh. my aunt and uncle's house and my grandfather was using the n-word at the table with like his friends you know and he and I, I, it kind of caught me off guard. I was over like in the other room and I heard like there's joking going on and stuff. But I was just like, did he just say that? You know, I was like, did that just happen? And I was like, no, mm-hmm. could, you know, and so I was just, it just like popped into my head. I didn't do anything about it at that time. And because I think I, I was, when I think back yeah. on that, How I was long ago so is caught this? off guard that I was like, what do you do in that situation? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Like it is a Yeah, yeah. Oh, probably 20 years. Yeah, I was like high high school. Yeah. So mm. I have found holidays to be very uncomfortable going to and it's just like I'm not even because it was always around drinking and I think when I stopped drinking is when I noticed how uncomfortable things really became. And so when I started my business, I really started to take care of my health, like think back differently. I stopped doing substances. And that's when I started mm-hmm. noticing the dynamic that was there and how much it was affecting me when I was younger and then in these dynamics. So it became, it was uncomfortable. It just it's just like so much sarcasm existed in our, and still exists in our family, but it, it's over, it's not as mm. much as it used to be, but I'm also not doing as many family events that I used to do. And the whole reason I'm with Kate, I can share this in a little bit, is because I chose to do something that's against the grain when it came to holidays. Like that's one of the main reasons we're together. And it was something that I chose to do myself and that ended up us meeting and hanging out. And then, you know, now it's like history is basically where we are to present day. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know how to talk to my family about their awkwardness. You know, I don't really know. And I think I should, and I think I should say something. And, but then I think about, it's like, it's not my business. Like if it makes, if it's offending to somebody else that's in the situation, then we can speak up from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had a situation like that happen in the, over the past couple of years that I can recall, but I do know the awkwardness and the feeling around stuff. And even like my parents were just here and there's just, it's like a strange energy of like stuff <laughs> right. should be said, or we should have conversations, but nobody wants to talk about the conversations or doesn't know how to bring it up with each other and really, and it's like, when do you say something? When's appropriate? When's it not? And, it, and mm. because somebody asked me a long time ago, it's like, what result do you want to come out of it to have a conversation with somebody? And is having that 
discussion going to get the result that you desire? Mm -hmm. If it's not, do you think it's necessary to even say anything at that moment? So, I mean, we had stuff around, definitely around the last election with Trump and Biden. I think a lot of people. There was stuff happening inside the family dynamic was taking place. Um, And there was things, yeah, most people. And I think now even with like, if we take away the election situation, I mean, there's still people there like holding on to Trump's, you know, won the election and holding out. They're going to hold out the rest (laughs) of their lives to be like, let's get those numbers in there. I mean, good, more power to you people. Just keep going, you know, do what you want. But it's like, just let it go too. But the, but also the aspect of where we are now, right? Like 2020, 2021 with the mm-hmm. Corona and the whole situation and right. all of the stuff that's come out around that, you're going to have that now coming up in family dynamics. And I know there's a sense of people feeling safe, right? There's like, there's people in your family that want to feel safe that are going to have much different views than probably many mm-hmm. people on this call or listening that have as well, right? You're always going to have these conflicting, these, these things. And so I thought about, like, I think about that in our family dynamic and it is a place where, because I Mm -hmm. think what you were saying, saying too, it's like when we would acknowledge Mm. our ancestors who came before her, my initial instinct is like, why are we doing this? You know, and now I get it. Now I understand I've learned more of, been up to date on well it's interesting you say that because there's a part of me that's the parents right like i feel like that's the parent but it is whatever that first instinct is it's like that's the instinct that was put onto you right like you were taught that and then you're like oh wait that's not who i am that's who i was taught to be and now this is who i am Right. right someone who does respect this and you know um right because yeah i i i great yeah i also have this it's like you revert, I know in psychology or stuff, they say like you re- you can revert back to who you were as a kid, even though you're a grown person, you revert back to a 16 year old and all of a sudden you're fighting with your mom. Like you haven't, yes. you know, like Correct. you're 16 and you're like, this just isn't fair. Yeah. And you're like, what? I haven't said this isn't fair in 25 years. Right. Um, <laughs> but that's what happens. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and a lot, I only say it when I come right. home for Christmas and a lot right. of, uh, times like your or partner, whatever holiday you say i know if we they come Christmas, home with you but, they you know, can recognize it way quicker because they'll like Lee many times has been like you just are so different when you're home and i'm like what do you mean i'm the yes. same person and she's like no uh-uh you're not you're not the same and it is really awkward to have those moments because as you were saying earlier it's like what do you want to get out of this conversation and are you going to get it and i think i i really believe that you can't really move people from one side of the spectrum all the way to the other, right? So I, I think it's like, if you if you have a, a racist uncle, you're not going to get them to like no. not be racist, right? Oh, but you might be able to move the needle just a little bit closer, right? They might have one extra thought before they say the joke that is like, you know, offensive or whatever. Um, and I think for me, I'd rather, I want people to know that there's other ways to communicate things. So that's the point I'm always trying to get across. So there's a joke about Hispanic people that happens in my family. Like, I want them to know, like, hey, like, that's not okay. That's not actually, what you're saying isn't really true. It's just something you guys keep saying and joking about, but that's not actually how that culture is, or that's not a reality that everyone's trying to steal our jobs, right? Like, that is not 
actually what's happening. And so when that, that's always my intention is like, I'm not going to suddenly convince them to be like, wow, oh my gosh, Aiden, you're so right. I'm I'm having an epiphany moment. I'm going to change everything I see, but I want them to know like, this isn't actually how it is. There's another storyline that's going on that you're choosing not to acknowledge. And that to me, like I, I won't, if you're going to hang out with me, we need to acknowledge like multiple storylines, right? And what's been interesting is it opens yeah. up conversation because I've done this a lot in my family in the last few years around a lot of holidays, around jokes, around, you know, things politically. And it opens up a line that now, like, for instance, my mom and um, sometimes like my brother, they'll ask me things that they, I don't think they would have asked me. They would have been like, I saw you posted this on Instagram. Mm-hmm. What did you mean by this word? Right. And so the moment doesn't happen in the recognition, but it happens later. The moment doesn't happen Correct. in the recognition, but it happens later. And then all of a sudden they're asking me questions. And I'm like, oh, well, I said it this experience. And as, as like, as white people, like we don't think about that experience because it's never in our day to day. And so we should start thinking about what other people are going through and recognize that we don't re- like we don't know what it's like to be them, right? Um, you know, whoever, whatever minority or other person we're talking about. So I think that, and I do this with gender, like all types of things. And it's kind of like, I don't know, I think that's always my intention is like, you got to stop saying the same mm-hmm. shit because what you're saying isn't it's just it's the same jokes with the same punchlines and the same language and it's just not funny either right like it's just it gets boring no, it and gets it's boring. it's not funny like it's not funny to make fun of this or to no. you know and i always it's just hard cuz there is this moment where it's like oh you know, you're going to be the Debbie Downer in this situation. And I think Jane Lee has pushed me a lot to say what I'm feeling. Because I think that's, that's the other point is I want to say, like, I don't feel comfortable with this joke. Like, everyone else is laughing and they're expressing how they feel about the joke. And I don't like it. <laughs> like, I'm not laughing. I don't think it's funny. And right. it's hard to do that because everyone's laughing. And then you're the person who's like, oh... As you said, like, oh, it's like the political correctness police is here. Don't, can't be funny, right? And it's just like, you can be funny. Just, like, stop making fun of other people. Like, <laughs> make fun of your damn self. Maybe that would be more funny, right? Because that would actually be funny. Um, and so Jane Lee mm-hmm. is very good. And she just has, she just, maybe because it's not her direct family. I don't know, but she's always calling people out, like left and right. She'll always be like, uh, my stepmom said something about um, This Is Us and Kate on This Is Us uh, and her weight. And she talked about her weight and how she was like, I just don't think, I had to stop watching that show because I don't think that the them promoting Kate and her weight is like, I mean, she said, I think she said like, her how fat she is or how overweight she is i don't think that that's okay we shouldn't be saying that being that weight is okay and genuinely like we're at the pool at a hotel 
downtown Austin. Everyone's relaxing. We're playing with Antler. And Jay Lee just goes, you know, that's really fat phobic. And that's the problem is that we have is that people, you don't see her as a human being and you don't think that she deserves to be having right. a kid. And, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, here we go. I'm like holding on. I'm like, this is happening. It's going down. Um, and then there's this awkwardness. And then Jane Lee says what she has to say, and my stepmom says what she has to say, and then there's like a lull in the conversation, and no- nothing really happens except hopefully now maybe my stepmom thinks a little bit more, asks, or mm-hmm. just a little bit deeper about what's going on. So, but it still sucks, and it's a part of me is like, you got to say something. Like the righteous part of me is like, it's the right thing to do, and you can't just let this happen, and... And then there's this whole like, oh my God, like now you're putting so much on your shoulders. Like you can't, you, you're not the hero. Like you can't. Right. S- to say, now right. you to save humanity, right? You're right. Like, and it's also everyone. kind of selfish because right. as I was saying earlier with my earlier story with my mom and Cards Against Humanity, it's really just comes down to like, you're just embarrassed that your family would say that. And so that's more of a self, like you're reflecting off of them and that's a selfish thought, which is like, well, oh my gosh, like I can't let anyone know that my... My my mom or my dad joked about this. Like this can't happen. This can't happen in public. Right. And um, so it's really intertwined and it's super messy. And I know because I've talked about this with my friends. I know that people listening are like, "Yep, yep." I don't know how to talk about that. Mm-hmm. That's awkward. So I can share. It's funny because when we first start talking about this, they're like, yeah, these conversations don't really happen. And I'm like, uh, yeah, they do. What the hell am I talking about? Like my. <laughs> Kate's mother, right, has been in a public eye for a long time, and she's gotten a lot of crap. And I'm not going to go into specifics of anything because it's not, she's not my mother. Mm -hmm. She's my mother-in-law, right? But I know on the back end, there has been some very uncomfortable conversations that Kate and her mom have had that I've had with Kate prior to that taking place. Um, And it's it's come from the place, and I've watched, the thing I've noticed the most about my wife is how she doesn't sit on things for that long, right? Like if something needs to be said for me, I'm like, I can hold on to that shit for 10 years. Be like, fuck (laughs) you for 10 years, you know, like, but with her, it like, it shuts her body down in this way where she's like, we need to have this conversation now. And she has a lot of difficult conversations. And it's something I've really taken away to have these difficult conversations quicker. Right. Instead of having the same jokes at the same dinner table for the same next 20 years of our life to know I'm resenting going there. This is going to be uncomfortable is what I've realized in the past couple of years is she's just had these conversations with the this person before it was like interaction with her and her mom. And I'm not going to speak for either one of them, but just from me watching this on the outsider perspective was the aspect of she takes care of the issue within 24, 48 that's 72 hours. And it's like, mom, this is what's going on. The difficult conversation. And I've had them with my mother too, now too, because my mom was, we were having some stuff the last, one of the last times she was here in Miami between some family dynamics. And I was like, mom, we cannot talk about, this was like stuff with my dad. And I just said, we cannot talk about my dad anymore between the two of us. Like you guys mm-hmm. go get a freaking therapist. It's not my job to fix or have a discussion with you. I'm your son not your therapist, like go get a therapist for you and my father, you know, and then that's it. We're not going to talk about this anymore. 
right? And so we haven't had that conversation. And it was very freeing for with me and my mom to just move through it, to, to establish, to be like, this isn't going to work anymore. And then with Kate and her mother, it's the same type of thing where she's like, this is why. And then they move through it. And I've watched this happen. And it's happened at holidays. And it's happened at... So I know it com- maybe can feel awkward in that moment of when to say it. But I feel like there is an, there's like an importance... Because if you know this information and you know, like, if we're all in it for humanity, there are some people that just want to take down humanity, right? So if that's your dad, right? Like, you just got to love him where he's at. I mean, I know it's really hard to say, but it's like there's an element of just sending that person love right where they're at. And you know there's nothing that you can do is going to change that person, right? I was reading this book recently, actually the yesterday, and this person was talking about how they just love authentic authenticity and transparency. So even if their uncle is the most racist person they know, they're like, thanks for being honest. You know, it's like, I was like, wow, that's kind of refreshing. He's like, thank you for being so transparent to be a racist dick in the public eye to be like, I know where you stand. I know where we're going to go. And I know like these conversations, whatever, how these are going to go instead of going to dinner every Thanksgiving to be like, I have to change my racist uncle because he can't be racist anymore because of what it's doing. He was just like, I know where he's at. So it's just like, it kind of is, is where it is, right? It's like, he is where he is. Not that it's good or bad, but it's basically like, it's transparent and he's there. It's that, I think what we're really talking about here, it's the same with our opt-in. It's that underlying, because the people that are so overtly racist, you know where they stand, right? But it's that mom or the jokes around the dinner table. This is the same with men and women, like the locker room talk that's been quote unquote, it's that aspect of it's, it's that part where somebody is saying something a lot of times to fit into the, the group, but they don't might mm-hmm. actually not believe it. And like what you're talking about, this is not a short term change, right? This is baggage that's happened. I'm the other last, one of the last times my mom came down here, she was reading Isabel Wilkerson's book, the warmth of the sun, I think it's called. But it's her first one besides the latest one cast. And it was talking about it's the great migration of leaving the South and then the blacks, the blacks in America all moving to the North and basically being forced out to find. I don't know everything about the great migration, so I'm very basic on it. I haven't read the book yet. It's on my to do list. But and I was like, whoa, I was blown away. I was like, and she's like, Mm. it's hard to read. And I was like, yeah. It is because this is uncomfortable because we look at what we have done as humans to other humans and we really look at it. It's not very hopeful. Right. (laughs) It's not hopeful. (laughs) You really could like spin out. And so I I feel like it's it's that place where eventually we're going to have to have these Mm -hmm. tough conversations and we can just like get it out of our way this holiday season instead of waiting till next year you know, in certain right. situations. There's that, a but. there's a quote that I'm yeah. going to butcher, but it's pretty much what you're saying, which is like, you, you know where someone stands if they're like racist, right? Racist, homophobic, transphobic. You're like, no, right. I know about Uncle Jimmy. We all know about Uncle Jimmy. But it's Uncle yeah. Sam that's actually more dangerous because he's yes. like, what's the word? It's not Correct. indifferent. Is it indifferent? It's like... The person that is, there's an actual quote and a word that's used to explain these type of people. Um, Because you know how to protect yourself around Uncle Jimmy, right? But Uncle Sam, you're like, I don't really, 
I don't really know because now I feel like I could feel safe with him, but underlying, he's like, I could feel safe with him, but underlying, he's like super transphobic. And now I'm giving him, I'm letting him into person, or it must be hard for you because he's just saying the lines that he knows. This is, oh, this is the where you say, this is where you say, this must be hard for you. And then you're like, oh my gosh, Uncle Sam totally gets me. And then you hear from, Aunt Peggy, that Uncle Sam is talking shit about you, or you know, like, right. <laughs> you know, like posting super transphobic shit online, and you're like, "What do you mean? I thought we were friends. I thought you understood me." Um, and that's where you know, that's where it's scarier because you feel safe, but you really, the safety isn't actually there, right? Um, so right. yeah, I mean, that's definitely like the scarier line to ride. Um, it kind of catches you off guard when yes, it happens. Exactly, exactly. And that's what they—I don't know the percentage, or but I've heard this. Somebody can, but it's like sexual assault happens so much more in family dynamics right. than, you know, out in the right. public, because it's like we feel safer with the people in the family, and we're more surprised with what yeah, happens. Yeah, exactly. That's a um, that's a true example. Yeah. So when how do you talk to them? I don't know. <laughs> Mike, when I told Mike I want to have this, he's like, but we don't know. We don't, I don't know how to talk to them. I'm like, neither do I. But I know that there's listeners who are feeling this. So here's what comes to me because you just asked yeah. me that question. So sometimes it might be really uncomfortable to say it if there's like 15 people there. Because then you, you know, especially, but I'm like, what if we took somebody aside after dinner to be like, Hey, what's easier, right? What would feel? And I think this is an individual choice of what somebody has to think mm -hmm. about. So is it easier just to be like, yo, can we stop with the joke? That's uncomfortable. Let's move on to something else. Here's let's talk about the bread or whatever, you know, but it's, do you have the private conversation with that person or do you make it a public thing? So do you take uncle Jimmy aside? Sorry, if your name is Jimmy, you're going to, you're, you're the, you're the devil yeah. in this conversation here, but it's like, it's, do you take him aside to say after dinner to be like, uncle Jimmy, look, I know you said this joke. I've heard it come from me before. It's not very nice. You know, it's not, here's why mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. And then, or do you do it at the table mm -hmm. with 10 or 15, 12 people around? Cause sometimes the 12 people could be too much. It's too much energy for like, there's, there's a different, we have to forget or we have to remember like you're you've been in the public eye you've been on stage <laughs> you've been in front of people same thing with myself right being around large groups of people is you know it can be uneasy and stressful in its own way but for the most part there's like a there's comfort there you feel at home mm -hmm. in a way but like somebody that doesn't speak in front of public or somebody that's not had a lot of human interaction in this yeah. way or has been this like an activist like you have been for so long that is really uncomfortable moment sitting at that table thinking about, do I say it? Because then there's 10 people of like judgment to pile on that person right in that moment. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't know. No, what I do think you that's think, a, Aiden? Is it? That's a good point because if you are in a group of people, two things can happen. One thing is you can get, like you were saying, like super emotional and defensive purely because you know that there's 10 people around you. Yes. So now you're not just saying like, you shouldn't Correct. say that joke. You're like, you're kind of like, maybe you're yelling, maybe your tone is aggressive because you, 
I mean, I just, <laughs> I think of it as being like a, an animal, right? You're not just one-on-one, you're one on a group of people. So you're like immediately going to all of your defenses, just spiking them up to 10 because you're like, fuck, (laughs) there's a lot of people I'm going to have to fight off. And so that could happen. And then on the other end is that you could get yourself in an echo chamber where if someone says, it's just a joke, it's supposed to be laughing, that Uncle Jimmy says that, and then Aunt says this, and then your cousin says that, and now, now it's you against 10 people when you're really just, you're not trying to say make it a pinning it against each other you're just trying to have an acknowledgement of like like let's stop with this joke right it doesn't make me feel good right Um, so yeah i do think that at times there might be moments where you do need to go in front of everyone and maybe there's a more intimate moment where it is just you one-on-one or one-on-two right where you can actually have a conversation because i think also that allows more times for questions because i do think questions you're not just going to change someone's mind by making a few statements or saying a few stats. They need, they're going to want to ask you questions and you're going to need to be open to answering those questions. And the questions are probably not good. They're not going to be phrased appropriately. They're, they're going to really, they're going to be questions that are more defensive against the person that you're trying to talk to. Like it's not necessarily going to, I mean, I hope it is shit. Maybe I'm assuming too much. I'd love to think that people are just like, yeah, I should really think about this more. What's a good book I could read to learn more about this? Uh, that would be great. I love that. I mean, right. that would be that's what I would say, right? Um, right. And yeah, uh, maybe that's not what's actually going to happen. So I do. I think that's a good thing to think about. Like, is this a conversation to have in front of everyone? Maybe there's something you could say in front of everyone that's not crazy, right? Like maybe it's they're making a joke and you're just like, you know, everyone's laughing and you're like, you know, uh, maybe you just don't laugh and you make it clear that like by not laughing that this is not funny and then you pull jimmy aside later and you say something like hey i didn't laugh at your joke earlier because i actually have someone who's disabled and your joke was purely making fun of my friend sarah and it just it wasn't funny because i know what sarah goes through and i know how hard her life is due to this disability and she's really strong and i really respect her and i've learned so much from her and your joke just you know unacknowledging who she is it's not cool and it's hurtful and i feel like you should know that right like maybe Mm -hmm. that would be the way to approach it yep you also said something that i think is another really good thing to think about you as the person that's going to call out uncle jimmy or let's just say have a discussion with uncle jimmy i don't want to get the whole call out and cancel culture situation brought into this we're calling them in i mean this is your family you know, we're yeah, calling, we're them, calling in. them in. We're like, hey, come over here. What is your beha- like? What has your behavior been in the last three meals with people, too? Right? Because I know someone in our life that likes to do this calling people in thing, but also gets extremely defensive, as you said, as any questions right off the uh-huh. bat. So they make it very, they make it much harder to act- have a conversation like this because of how defensive that person gets, right? So if, if we're a person that's always going to... Now, it's different if you've been to the dinner table 10 times and the same thing's happening after 10 times. Like, maybe it's just stop going, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> just, just just leave, right? Why keep putting right. yourself in the situation? It's another but way to make a statement. If a thing where you're walking in, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And it's like you announce at the dinner table that'd be like, my pronouns are not he or he i he i can't even think of the freaking pronouns now but it's like 
he, him, and they're they, and then somebody keeps calling you he, you know, after you mention it the first time, and all of a sudden you, I just can't take this, and you like explode as a volcano, mm-hmm. that's actually really, that's like your own issue that you need to look at your own self-control a little bit, right? It's like we have to take care of ourselves in this situation to say how are we showing up to these conversations as well, because if I am going to get extremely defensive if somebody's asking me questions or makes a mistake, that's not all the time on that person either. We have to take ownership for our own selves as we show up into these conversations. I mean, I think it. I think so it. I think all depends. A... So if you feel like if someone is going to, we'll use the misgendering as an example, as Mike just brought up. If you think someone's going to misgender you, I think that there could be a high value to bringing someone with you. Because oh yeah, great. I think that. In some dynamics, I think anger, I think it's okay to get angry and to have, be explosive mm-hmm. at moments. I don't think you need to be cool, calm, and collected Agreed. all the time. Because maybe you exploding is like a really good shock to the system of everyone there and being like, oh, fuck, like Aiden just like blew up on us and left. Like maybe we should talk of like what the fuck is going on? Like all of that because we said you know he instead of they and it's like yeah you know maybe they need that shock to realize like wow like that mm-hmm. like this is actually something that's in like they fucking left it's christmas and they're gone right they're gone yep. and so i think that there's you know if you need to blow up then make sure you just leave that would be what i would suggest is because now you're now you're not gonna now you're not you're, it's going to be hard for you to even stay there and try to justify who you are to people who are questioning who you are. So have your blow ups and be like, I got to go like, peace out, grab your pie and leave, you know? Right. Um, and if you feel like you're not sure and you're like, I might do fine, but as they keep questioning me, my defenses are going to rise because now you're defending who you are to somebody who's supposed to love you unconditionally. Correct. So maybe that's where you ask your friend, like, Hey, I don't know what you're doing on Christmas, but I got to go to my parents' house and they always be misgendering me. And I would just love to have someone else there who could support me. So if you're an ally listening and you want to know how to be a good ally, like this is a good opportunity. Maybe you, as a trans person or non-binary person, you can ask your ally friend to come and support you. And as an ally, you could ask your trans friend or non-binary friend and be like, hey, do you... I'm actually not going home for Christmas. I'm not going home, you know, uh, for Kwanzaa. I'm not going home for this or that. Do you want me to come with you? So that if you're like, your aunt starts asking you questions and I can take some of those questions and field some of them and be like, hey, yeah, it was, you know, it was difficult for me to use they as a, as a single pronoun also. And this is what I realized, that I use it all the time as single pronouns and that all I have to do is you know, switch it and then I'm going to get it wrong, right? Like just field some of those questions for you so that you Mm -hmm. can, if you feel like you could try to remain calm, right? Um, Because I think, and and I think that's like, I think that's kind of what you were trying to say. Mike is like, you know. Yep. But. Well, I think there's, there's a place for anger, but then there's also like anger is definitely necessary at some times, but I also feel like sometimes we might use anger as the first instinct mm. or the first reaction. Yeah. And that's where things that that's what I'm referring to. It's it's like, that's not, that is not necessarily on 
the people at the table. That's more of me under my own control of mm-hmm. myself. Right. And so there it's, you can have the anger if it's called for, but I think just having the awareness of how we show up to other people is also very important that we need to have that awareness in itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, confidence a lot of times in what you're saying is, is important Yes, because then, you know, then it, just shows that you're like this is you're stern in this like there is no you're not gonna sway me and you know unfortunately like when you get upset people see that as well they don't really know or they're look how the emotional they got they must not feel secure in their pronouns if they got that emotional or whatever it might be right um so i think that you have to just gauge like how are you how does your family treat you some families are really fucked up and they will push all your buttons and so maybe you just need to yep. know, like, before breakfast, before dessert, I, like, take my coat out of the closet and I put it on the back of my chair because at any moment, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> you know, like, I'm peace, you know? Um, and then the yeah. other thing, too, I'll say about holidays is that Jaylee and I started kind of saying, like, especially once we had a kid, we were like, you come to us, right? And then mm-hmm. it's totally different because, like, you know, Poor Jimmy. Yes. Poor, yeah, poor Uncle Jimmy. But Uncle Jimmy's coming to us, and he yeah. knows there's going to be like a Black Lives Matter yeah. sign over here, and there's going to be a flag over here. And yep. We're going to like, we're going to have a whole like, you know, thing about like what land we're on for Thanksgiving or, you know, about <laughs> Christmas. And there's, you know, like just whatever it is, whatever it's going to be. And that alone sets the stage. And there's going to be a sign that says, like, we respect pronouns in this house. And so you're you're inviting yeah. them into ex- experiencing, because I think Uncle Jimmy might be like, oh, my God, it's going to be politically correct. Every fucking sentence here, we're never going to be able to be ourselves. And then maybe inviting him in and then realizing, like, no, like, you can be yourself. You just can't be your racist, homophobic, transphobic, misogynistic self. That's the only part of you you can't be. So unless you identify your whole life in those few categories, <laughs> then maybe you can't be yourself. That's it. You named them all just for Uncle right, Jimmy. You know, so I think like you just you covered. I it think all, that right? that's another way too of being like, hey, why don't you just come into our space and see how you actually can be yourself and you can have a great time without right. hurting and damaging the views of of other people, right? Um, yeah, and there are a lot of. The majority of time, I would say, based off just our podcast that I did with Kate, we've had a lot of these conversations on there, but just reading books myself, people have these views because they're not around other people that are different from them. So if you start putting Uncle Jimmy into a situation where he realizes that, oh, wow, okay, what's happening here? This isn't how I thought it was Mm -hmm. supposed to be. I thought these people would be so much different. Right. And so you start, people start to dehumanize or they start to like humanize other humans to realize, oh, we're actually pretty similar. Right. Yeah. It's a good point. You know, and so I think it is a great way to start inviting those people over. And you're more in control of the situation because when people get out of their own comfort zone, 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 comfort zone, <laughs> they also become a little bit of a different person. It's mm, a good point. You know, it's like this is, yeah. 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 So the moral of the story is just host whatever holiday thing at your house. In my mind, I think of like, bring all your gay and non-binary friends. <laughs> like, bring them bring all, them have a great time, invite Uncle Jimmy over, like, 
try to get them to, yeah. to watch, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race with you and have fun and, you know, um, and also like recognize that you do your best and you're allowed to have boundaries. I think that's mostly what we talked about here is like boundaries. Like you're allowed to be like, hey, I'm going to leave. And people are like, don't go, don't go. And it's like, I feel like for my best, for my, the, like, you know, the safety of myself and my mental health in this moment, like, I have to leave. And if you guys want to talk about this later, yeah. I'd love to talk about it because I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave this event. Like, I don't want to leave Christmas. I came here to spend it with my family. But clearly there's just, like, a mismatch of who we are and how we identify and what's cool and how we feel safe. Like, that's not happening here. So I'm going to leave. And let's get together and talk about it another time, right? And then you just leave, and you don't feel bad about it, and your mom is texting you, can't believe you left, and you just say, Mom, I love you so much, and I can't wait to talk about this in the future. And then you just fucking put your phone away. <laughs> Be like, I'm going to the beach, wait, Mom. That's what, that's what Michael do because he's in my room. We had, I mean, when I my sister got married, I was at the rehearsal dinner or something, and Kate... My sister's name is Katie. My wife's name is Kate. My wife went out with my aunt and uncles and they basically were drinking and they got in a huge fight at the restaurant that they were at. All like three or four. There was like six of them or something. They're all like yelling at each other. Kate texted me. She's like, this is the most uncomfortable I've ever been in my entire life. She was like, she just looked at him. And she's like, okay, so yeah. I'm going to go. I'll see you guys at the <laughs> wedding. You know? And she just left because it was Hell so yeah. ridiculous like one of my uncles was like, I'm walking to the hotel. Screw you. Blah, blah, blah. And they like all took <laughs> off. And it was just like, what the hell is happening? Like you guys are grown ass men and women. Like get yeah. your shit together. And it is. And even like my uncle has said some stuff to me about some questions that I've asked him. And he said his response to me was very defensive around things. And it's more of like the family dynamic, not necessarily like a racist or homophobic mm -hmm. type action. But I realized in his response, I'm just like, okay, thanks for sharing. You know, appreciate it. I'll take your answer as a no. <laughs> you know, and it has nothing to do. So then I I can internalize it. But I'm like, it has nothing to do with me. Like that something's going on over there. And he's taking that out on me in this moment based off my question mm. to him. You know, and so it's just like to think about when these actions happen to realize like a lot of times it's not about us. It's about them going through something that's uncomfortable or vulnerable. And especially with men, our first thing is to get defensive, mm. right? So we get defensive. I'm not wrong. Nope, I'm not wrong. Nope, nope, nope. You're wrong. You're not, right? It's like our defense wall rises with dudes, and it takes a while for that to calm down. And that's, I've had, I've been working at like 20 years to let that go for myself. Right. Like just yeah. for me to it's like to listen, to interpret the situation and then respond instead of the initial response. And there was a our friend told us one day, especially with men, it's called a knee jerk. No. Mm. And I don't know if there's scientific evidence on this. I have no idea. But this was this made a lot of sense where the first answer is like, hey, we should go on vacation there. Nope. Can't do that. We can't afford that. When are we going to get time off work? And so your initial response is always a no. And there's this the concept that instead of the initial response, speaking like, okay, 
Is that a dream? Is When do we want to do that? Because Kate would walk around. I would get this all the time. We'd walk around looking at apartments or houses when we were looking to buy something. Just in general, a lot of these activities. She'd walk into a house. She's like, oh, I really like this one. In my head, I am already programmed. We're living here. How am I going to afford this? What are we going to do? When are we going to move? When are we going to do? I'm already thinking logistics of all of it. Mm -hmm. Right? So, and she just walks around. It's like, oh, this would be fabulous. (laughs) Or this would be this. And she's not thinking about living there. Like, she's just, like, enjoying the... She's thinking about us living there, but that doesn't mean we're moving in Mm -hmm. today, right? In my head, we're moving in today. So I think when it... These difficult conversations, when it comes to dudes as well, we have to think about these difficult conversations and give give a little bit of breathing room around it, you know, where it's just, what is the initial response in it? How does it fit with you? Like, how does it affect me? Like, if you were to... say something to me at dinner it's like what is my initial instinct Mm -hmm. go to and how do i defensive do i get based off that defensive response because when we get to that place there's no we can't there's no goodness that's going to come from it right it's when we soften that as men it's when we soften our voices it's when we're we're actually like connecting in the body what it feels like where does it feel uncomfortable when we're actually talking to that person so instead of me thinking about when kate looks at a a couch or the Sue is a couch is a great example. She's like, Oh, I like this one. And then I'm like, ah, that I don't really like, it's not that comfortable. Instead of me thinking about what this feels like in my house and this isn't going to work or how much it's going to cost. It's like, Oh, let me sit on 10 couches before I think about Mm -hmm. which one I want to put in my house. Right. For me. So I have to retrain myself from this aspect of like the defense, no knee jerk, no attitude that comes up. And that plays into all, all the dynamics we've been talking about today as well as like buying a house right. or a couch or no, a No, I think that's good because there's people in, you know, in the state of my community who are trying to change, right? Who are trying to learn. Yeah. And I think that maybe you're, maybe you're one of the guys who, who makes the joke and someone says that's not cool and your immediate reaction is to be defensive and be like, no, like you're, you're the one who's, yep. who's being too sensitive. Like you should be able to just right. laugh. It's funny. Um, and so I think that's really great and something totally relevant to this conversation. And I feel like that I would love to talk about that as a full episode because I really relate to that mm-hmm. in in other aspects of maybe necessarily like um, the topics we've been talking about today. But in all of the other things you were saying, like I'd be going straight to no. I'm like, Jane Lee doesn't <laughs> even finish sentence. Why don't we do? Why don't we go? Have you ever thought about going? I'm like, nope, nope. we're not going anywhere. Going? No, that's not happening. You know? <laughs> no. Right. I got to like, work. I don't, I don't have time for money for that. So but, I think that's good. And I'll, uh, this is the last thing I'll say about this because I think it ties into today's conversation really great is I left physical therapy yesterday and I had a text message from one of my boys from growing up. You know, and we're in group chats and all this stuff and this was directly to me. And when I first saw it, like it's not often we're sending this, you know, outside of the group chat that comes to it. And he said, hey, I read the first sentence in the preview bar. It was like, hey, I listened to the podcast about uh, our men having fun. And I was like, my initial body was like, he oh, hates fuck. it. Like, because there's, because like, if somebody tells me some random dude on the streets, like your podcast sucks. I'm like, yeah, okay, screw you. Like, move it along. But this is like a family member, right? This is like, I've known this guy forever. And he's like, hey, it's really great. Keep it up. I left you guys a five-star review. And I was like, oh, you know, it was like relaxing to the soul, but even my defense grew a little bit because of we've been through some shit, mm-hmm. you know, like we have seen some stuff, we've done some stuff that's not the most 
a lot of things. The whole reason we started the <laughs> State of Men podcast is to like ease the past of what Mike Watts has lived. <laughs> And so, in one way, right? And so, it's to betterment of what that is. Having leaving the planet better than I came in with it. So it's from that aspect, and even just that piece of like a family member, but it's really it's like one of my boys to be say that. I was like, okay, well, let's fucking yeah. keep going. Yeah, you know, I just like kept moving where it was that initial anxiety. Mm-hmm came into the situation where it's like, oh, oh my god, what's he gonna say? What's the next sentence here? I gotta read it now. Oh my god, leave that. You know. <laughs> So yeah, no, I I've had but those moments. That's for sure, in person and on emails and all of those first liners that you can read. You know, you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> I want to open this, and I also really yeah. don't want to know. Um, but it is interesting to notice how we go to the negative. Yeah, right. It's the like, safety. My initial response was not to be. Yeah, it's defense, right? It's defense because we're groomed into the negative. My first response was like, he's gonna love it. You know, that wasn't the next word that came out. It's like, oh, crap, what's mm-hmm. going to happen next? You know, it's like get into that place because we are so driven uh, by the negative. But that's a whole other episode right, in right. itself. So. Awesome. So uh, we hope that everyone has a great, great holiday great season. Holiday. Yeah, good luck. Good luck, people. Good You're luck, You're going to do people. great. It's going to be great. Get your coat ready. Get your shoes. You're going to be fine. It's all going to be good. I got you. Um Awesome. So thanks so much for listening. Uh, please subscribe to uh, the podcast on Instagram at the state of men and you leave us a five star review like Mike's friend. That's great. You know, that'd be awesome. We'd appreciate that. Um, thanks for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll catch you in the next episode.